Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sizing Up the Giantess Podcast. I'm your host, Jack the Speck. And for this episode, I have another very special guest. Um, this episode was delayed by a few weeks due to, you know, me having to step away in school, etc. So um, I'm going to go ahead and let this next guest introduce themselves. Hello, uh, I'm Reckon Becca. Um, I'm the actress on my page, but I also have here with me, he's kind of a jack of all trades. He's like producer, director with me. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Alex. Pleasure to meet everyone. So the magic behind the camera, and then you got your... But all the talent in front of the camera, so... Yeah, you got both of the best worlds. <laughs> quite the duo, quite the duo, and that's what you need to make the magic happen. So I'm glad to have you both on. Um, I was pretty excited when um, my co-host, Colossal mentioned that you're going to bring your producer on. So I really think that adds a whole other aspect to um, how you guys make the content and makes it work, make it work. And um, it's just been interesting, you know, following you. Cause I know you, I know I first found you via YouTube, but okay. um, just to dig right into it. Um, so what led you to um, the giantess fandom itself? And uh, you know, what, like what, what's your, what's your origin story? What's give us a little bit of the, you know, Early beginnings of Wreck and Becca. Okay. <laughs> um, I never get this question. I'm so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would say, so I had an opportunity to go to a foot night in California. And it's basically kind of like a nightclub, but you get a look at foot models feet. So I got to go and help with the drink section. So I got introduced that way to what foot fetish was. And then I saw this other side that was the giant test part where it was just like, you can be anything you want, but you must be 50 feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, I'm like, wait, what? Like, I I don't have to, you know, be fit. I don't have to, you know, brush my teeth. Just kidding. (laughs) But I was like, wow, the beauty is in the size and the personality and it's not so much what I've been raised to believe is like, you know, got to have this booty and boobs. But it was like, no, be yourself and destroy this building if you have time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I really liked. I'm like, all right, I can dig this. <laughs> that is awesome. That That's awesome. I'm um, glad I was able to catch you off guard with that because everyone was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad. It's usually interesting to hear how... Um, models and editors have gotten into it and um recently what i've been discovering is like a lot of people are closer to the giantess fetish than you think if you already have a foot fetish in my opinion so Mm -hmm. it's really close so that's really cool that's how it started for you um how long would you say you've um been into the fandom like when did you start like when did you start it could be coming up on two years um when I did my first film, I think I did two films and then there's a long break and mm-hmm. then someone ordered a film and they're like, I didn't get my link. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> my life had just gotten <laughs> kind of crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I forgot. Like, 
I started this thing. Uh, oh, okay. And then um, it was really fun to get back into it. And our first coming back video was the drug addict videos. Oh, wrecking time. And then the uh, drug addict. So it was really fun to come back to it because it's really fun. I like the creative side of it um, to like create videos and that part. But yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So is there, what aspects have you grown, pun intended, to love about this uh, fetish and uh, what have you embraced about it? Um, is there a specific thing that like really just, just made you driven to continue making this content when you found it? And, you know, like what's your driving motivation behind it? Like what makes you excited about this wonderful <laughs> fetish? Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I don't have a foot fetish, but I do have a shoe fetish. So oh. <laughs> a driving force would definitely be like, here's my Amazon list. I'll wear these shoes if you want me to. <laughs> there was this one instance I had someone come visit my house and they see my front door and I have my shoe rack. And they're like, oh, do you have a roommate? I'm like, no, those are all my shoes. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Not everyone has 20 pairs of shoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say, so I know people like Vore, and I mm. um, have been trying to get into that, but I've noticed that I have a small mouth. And so mm -hmm. I will say, I definitely appreciate those girls that can loosen up their mouth because I'm like, God damn, like, I want to eat some tinies, but this is hard. <laughs> and um, so I had kind of like a shoe size identity crisis. I thought it was a sh like size nine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, would always buy my athletic shoes a size bigger because when you're running around, your, your feet swell. Right. And I didn't realize for the longest time that I was a size 10 until I went and resized my feet. <laughs> like... Oh no, I got to buy more shoes. <laughs> but it's great in the giantess thing because it's like, you're size 10, damn girl. <laughs> so. Definitely. Yeah. Usually, it, it, and that's the great thing. Usually, um, I've realized in this fetish, and I'm sure you've seen that, like a lot of people who are into it prefer their giantesses to have like, big shoe sizes so mm -hmm. um it's a lot of like it and you know if you have size sevens or size eights you know it doesn't matter you know we don't we don't discriminate by shoe size here yeah. but uh but um <laughs> like from what i noticed a lot of people are like yeah if you have size nines or up it's just like you know wow that's amazing so well, um it's kind of like, like when a guy who's into boobs likes d cups Exactly. <laughs> that is probably that is probably a good analogy to make it. But yeah, that that that's basically it. Yeah. Um so so when you guys create the content, um, like for example, when you guys start to produce or make a video or come up with a storyline for any of um the films you guys make. Um, do you guys reference something? Do you go back to any prior inspirations? Do you guys look at like any media that may not may or may not be within the community? So like do you um 
go look into certain things because I find that um, especially um, models, they look at each other's content and then there are some models that look at like very retro stuff like Attack of the 50 foot um, woman, which is both versions, both 93 and the 80s version and you know, some other films that have featured giantess in it. So how, how is your creative, how does you guys get your creative juices going with that? Well, to be honest, the only films that we've produced on our own has been the drug addict movies. Every Um, other, every other movie that we put out has been a custom. And And so, um, our main reference point is what, the client is looking for so um it's it's really interesting because there's so many things that are really niche and very specific to every individual and you always want to make sure that you capture that because i mean that's what they're paying for you know so we you know i um beck has been really good about like when she messages people she's like hey tell me if there's anything specific that you want to see and then, uh, you know, anything that you want to make sure is included, because I mean, when you're when you're I, I mean, I would imagine that like when you're ordering something, you would want to make sure that it's tailored to you, especially if you're paying for it. Right. And right. so really the the point of inspiration would be like trying to take those specific requests and figuring out how you can make a real natural feeling scenario out of it. So, like, there's somebody who, you know, likes, you know, uh, grinding, like, after a stomp, right? Some people Mm -hmm. just like to just have the foot stomp and just stay there. And then there's others that like the grinding. So, depending on who likes what, we try to make it as as natural feeling as possible. Because I'm I'm a fan. I'm a a big fan of, of the giantess everything. And, like, for me, like, it's like the things that I like are more of like the unaware stuff. And there's so many like little things to each one of the, you know, that makes it feel a certain way. So we just try to make things feel the way that people want them to feel, I guess is the biggest inspiration or driving force for like how we create stuff. I love that answer. That that's an awesome answer. Um, because what I notice is that, like, I do feel like, and um, I'll let you guys chime in on it, but I do feel like in a way that this fetish is so, it's it has a lot of layers to it. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot to it that is and isn't, like, explored. And um, like so, you were saying with unaware, like, ju- that's just that subcategory of the fetish alone um, involves a lot. Because when you're doing... Like, for, say, for example, if the giantess is aware, it's a bit more faster pace and, you know, it has a different feeling, like you said. But when you're doing unaware, I feel like that beat is a bit slower mm-hmm. and it's more tension to it. So, um, and, and the toughest thing about unaware is that it's so difficult to get content because, right. like, an unaware moment, like, okay, if, if, you're, if you're trying to set up a scene with, like, a walk down a hallway and there's like intention to it, you can like take your time with it. But when it's unaware, it's going to take two seconds to walk from point A to point B. And somebody's like, right. I want a 30 minute custom. <laughs> and, and, and I imagine that has to be a grind within itself because it has to look as non-intentional as possible. And 
if if you're able to accomplish that and that it's awesome, but I'm sure it's a lot just to get that nailed down. So uh And we have little tricks to help us out. Like today we're day drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We happen to have a day off in the middle of the week and we're like, hey, we could drink. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. I have a OnlyFans and I found this really cool like Spider-Man png green screen thing and so i just watched it and i was like i'll just put this together and then i just added my actions in later so like it can be really me starting with the media or Mm -hmm. starting with the acting first got it i like that um that's that's pretty cool that you can do either or either the actions or just shooting or having the media in first because you know, you can do either with a launching point, and that's always good. Um, what are honestly? I don't think we have a beginning point for anything. I think every single one starts a different way. Sometimes it'll be, you know, the 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 putting together process. Sometimes we do things at, like we write stuff out as we're filming. Um, like it just kind of depends on the feel of it. That's why we always say. If you've got something you want, and this goes for all content creators, please don't waste any of their time. Like, mm-hmm. if you have something that you want, put put that out there. There's no judgment. You know what I mean? It's like we're creating the content because we're not judging anybody for it. So if there's something that you want, put it out there. Mm-hmm. Put it out there. Make sure that you get what you want. I mean, this is how many people have bought content and just been like, meh. You know, like that's 20, 30 bucks out the world or, or, or whatever you know like if you're ordering something that you want just put it out there and kind of embrace the whole thing you know i think i i mean i i know that there's a lot of like like secrecy in the whole thing and i'm not saying telling anybody to do whatever do whatever's in your comfort level but at least when you're ordering and talking to like-minded people like don't be afraid to be like open about it like that that that's a good message and i do feel like in a way um for both content creators and people who order like you want to be able to not only get but when creating you want to put the content out there that you want to see right and that's what's important like i get it It, it's like we we all all three of us can sit here and agree that if if you really don't take a chance in producing things, you're not going to be able to really get the experience and grow right. when you're making things. And when you're and, ordering something accustomed, you are basically producing the video. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I feel like, and I feel like the community downplays it, but um, as I told, as I've told people on my page and say, Hey, like you guys are what help the creators do what we do. And if we're not able to really like, it's important to get that feedback. So, you know, if there's little elements like say, for example, someone asks for a custom and if they give you a blank canvas, you may be able to work with it. But what you really want to have is actual, like, what can I do to make this custom specifically tailored and feel like it's something that you're going to want. And I feel like in a way, a lot of, you know, people in the community downplay that when they're ordering a custom, because, you know, in a, in a way, 
we're being direct. We're they're behind the director seat, and yeah, they're providing us with. I want this resource. I want this in there. May, how can you make this happen? You know. So in a way, and and I think this is a very important message out there for anyone who's a fan. Like you're the producers at the end of the day, and I think that's what makes that's what makes this community so great. That's what keeps it going. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I really like that. Um, that's a pretty cool perspective to have on that. Um, so super awesome. Um, another question I do have is, um, when did, um, and this is for both of you, both of you guys can answer. So, um, was there a particular moment where you were like, not you're getting into it and you know, you like it, but you know, when you just love something and you're like, this is great. This is awesome. I like, I'm totally invested. Like, what was your, like, hell yeah, I I'm into it. Like, I love this. Like when, when did that moment hit for uh, both of you, either creating content or just being a fan of it in general? Um, well, I mean, for me, I like with specifically with creating content, I think once, my my hell yeah moment was when I realized I could make it. Like, um, I remember when I was a kid, I used to like, or, or younger, but um, I used mm-hmm. to like find ways to like, I don't know, try try to like find what what it was that worked for me is the best way mm-hmm. I could describe it. And then once like I figured out that I had a way to do that that kind of is what spurred it. So it, it's always been, some, I mean, it's something that I've known for a really long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, uh, you think to yourself, okay, well, this is what's out there. This is what's available. And I mean, it's, it's sometimes not the easiest thing to be dis and, and oh, this is going to sound bad, but like be dissatisfied enough to want to go and do your own. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that's not just that's not that I'm putting down any content. It's just that, you know, it's let's be honest, it's a really easy thing for any model to get into. You Agreed. Know? Agreed. You know? And so I mean, and with as with anything, when you have too much of it, it inflates the currency. And so you're like, it, it makes it more difficult to know where to invest, right? Right. And so so it it when I had this moment where I was like, I have this thought in my head and I can create something visual that lets me see what's in my head. That was a really cool moment. And I think that's where the, like the passion for creating content came for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, mine's still pretty new. Um, but I find myself more of like when I'm at my day job, I'm just like trying to figure out, other things that I could do as a giant, you know, like, oh, okay. this would be really fun to crush. Like, I find myself looking at toys and being like, oh, I could probably take this apart like this. And like, those are more of my aha moments. But I don't know if I have like a huge moment where I'm like, nope, this is just who I am. <laughs> like, totally fully investing into it. So right. I'm, I still have my little moments every time, but I feel like I'm getting to that big moment where that'll be my main thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I guess it's, it's more, you'll know when you'll know. So yeah. I definitely feel that. 
Um, and then another thing, um, beyond that, like, what are some elements within, um, this, uh, fetish that you guys like, like, um, I know for me, it's just, um, it's, it's weird because normally when I'm not Jack the spec, I'm, and I always complain that I was born to be a tiny, this is the wrong universe, but Hey, can't help that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, um, what I like about it is just the feeling of helplessness and the transfer of power, I guess. Um, I guess I wouldn't say it's kind of like being, I don't know. I just like this feeling of knowing that I'm not in control of the situation and the excited, but panicked anxiety about what a giantess could and could not do. So, um, those are some elements I like about it. Um, if I go on about it, we're going to be here for like hours, so I'm not going to do that. So, um, but what are some elements you guys like about it a lot? Um, that really just, you know, that interests you within it. Well, uh, for me, like I said, the unaware stuff Mm -hmm. or, but see, I'm like, my thing is more of like an unaware giantess. So like most unaware is shrunken person. Right. I like an unaware giantess where it's like just a a 50 foot woman just walking around town, not paying any attention to go into what's going on at ground level and all the shit that's going on at ground level. That's 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 my trigger, I guess. Feel that. So what you're saying is you like to thrive in chaos. Well, and and it's it is kind of um, a a giving up of the control of the situation, but I don't know if it's more of like, I still want to be in control of me or I'm still who me. And it's just a giantess rather than a change in who I am, but right. it's more, it's more of like an appreciation of power. So like, I'm more of like an admirer of everything that's going on because she's so powerful. I like that. That that's all. I think that's probably what I was trying to say earlier. But yeah, I I, I resonate with that. So that's awesome. Uh, what I like is the aspect of um probably. So you guys like the power, but as someone portraying that kind of power, it's interesting to like think of that within yourself. Is like I can do anything I want. Like it doesn't matter. And it's like discovering that within yourself is really interesting to me and being like, okay, what would I do if absolutely nothing could stop me? Cause like in a normal day-to-day situation, you have all these restraints, but right. when you're super tall, <laughs> you could travel the world. <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> and I think that's really interesting. I also like the creative outlet. Uh, for me, I'm a very kind person and I just kind of absorb what's going around me. But like, I really, really like to act out those moments where I'm like, I would like to just bite her head off and just <laughs> crunch it. <laughs> like, she needs to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to act out those moments where I come home and I'm super frustrated and it's like, turn the camera on. I got something. <laughs> 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 so I like those aspects. 
awesome, I guess, to build upon that. Do you prefer being, I, I probably already know the answer. I might be wrong. Do you prefer being a gentle giantess or a destructive giantess? And then, <laughs> um, a little bit of both, but I want to get more destructive with like blood. <laughs> it's something ah, yes. I want to dabble in. <laughs> like Halloween just came up and I saw a bunch of like, uh, blood pills that you could like crunch in your mouth i'm like oh that'd be fun to just like be this really horrific giant <laughs> like just go through and just have blood sopping everywhere and be like i'm still hungry <laughs> that, yeah so i think that, i would resonate with a gentle but i'm trying to dabble more in being on that evil side i think that's a little bit more fun than just being nice to everything um, I think I had either it was a dream or a question that I found somewhere, but it was like, <laughs> I don't, you know, at this point, I don't know anymore what's real. <laughs> there was something like, if you were a giant, like, what would you do? And it would be like, I would put my foot as an imprint into a park and then sh like, uh, like shepherd all the like wild animals into the one spot or like stray dogs and like put them all into this little valley that i created so i could take care of them like so destruction and gentle <laughs> that is that is destructive yet wholesome yeah it's like i just need this i'm sorry i crushed your house but i'm gonna put a kitty litter box there it's gonna be super cute <laughs> <laughs> i love that that is awesome yeah. <laughs> awesome 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 um so so we talked about a lot of the things we all love about this community, but there's always some aspects of it that absolutely can suck. So um, are there things that you don't enjoy this at, about it at times? Is there something that, you know, really like there, there's like something that makes you go like, uh, like one aspect of it, even if it's not a big one, just something that's like, well, come on, why? Or, you know, something like that. Is there something about the community that just makes you just, you know, just have that little uh at times? Is this a two-part episode? Is this a two-part episode? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it is not, and I'm sure, yeah, I, um, that's, that's been the running gag for every episode we've had with any editor or model. We can riff on this for hours but this is not the episode maybe in the future i'll have I mean, a panel of editors and models and we can just go at it well okay so <laughs> he, as soon as you put yourself out there you're mm -hmm. opening yourself up to criticism right and so we like a lot of it we just kind of take as part of the job right you know uh, it there's there's so much that can go wrong in any situation in life. So it, if you look at any of the stuff that um, that I guess could be considered a negative aspect, I mean, you could find negative aspects anywhere if you're looking for them. So we just kind of try to focus on the people who do message us back, the ones that give us positive feedback, mm -hmm. um, you know, people who call us and ask us to be on their podcast. You know, the, those are the people that we try to keep within our in our circle and then just focus on the positive stuff and and then just move on you know it's something we both enjoy 
So at, at some point you just have to kind of like tone out the noise. Definitely. I know. Appreciate both of you guys for being on. Yeah, um, thanks for having us, man. Uh, no problem. No problem. Me, I just don't like the secrecy. I wish it could be more open because I just mm-hmm. want to like tell everyone about it and be like, look at what I'm doing. And it's like I have to keep it to a close knit of people. Right. And be like, and then when people are like, what'd you do this week? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So I wish it could be more open. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like if we're so open about other things that are out there, like why not this? So, I mean, it's easy to see pornography on movies, but Oh, a foot. No, <laughs> like what? Oh. Come on. <laughs> They're like, we're in, okay. This is a sidetrack. I was looking at shoes and <laughs> Katie Perry has this wonderful line. She's not sponsoring me, but she has this wonderful line of flip flops that are like suspended. I'm like, cool, show me it on a foot. And she's like, no, no, no. I know what you're going to do with this. (laughs) (laughs) You're not supposed to know that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like, how dare, how dare. Let me just let me have it. (laughs) Just tell me. I might buy it. Put it on your foot. No. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's just the way the world is (laughs) unfortunately unfortunately um, that was to run for miss america that would be the first thing i would change is more foot models with your shoes especially if you're famous (laughs) oh definitely definitely um and like it's it's crazy how uh i i know specific like actresses know actors and actresses know like no if i do this i know what rabbit hole is going to lead down it's like it's just a foot like <laughs> there's so much worse and um and like just specific sites in general instagram which i trash on here every week but i hey they they will like get rid of accounts that are just feet and then you know you can be searching and then there's just random porn i'm like okay how is this how is this a lot more, mm-hmm. I guess, vulgar than just a foot? Or yeah. it, it's weird. Or like it's almost um, it's almost like a shaming tactic. Yeah, it, and and that's what's so frustrating. Like I know I made an edit of uh, a model just destroying a building with a foot, and Instagram's like, this is promoting violence, and I'm like, okay, but how? Like how? Yeah, this is not. This is, we're gonna start promoting fifty fit women to start smashing buildings. Oh no! Oh no! I mean, <laughs> unless Instagram has an inside track of knowing that there is a girl free out there, and if there is, oh, that's why. That's Ooh. probably why. That's that's been my head cannon for a few months now. I'm like, they they know their their tech. This analogy is this. They just don't want us to have. Jobs. <laughs> don't tell anyone they know too much shut it down exactly <laughs> and then you're wondering the last episode, guys the cia just stormed our door yeah <laughs> oh yeah no so yeah um so yeah for our listeners if uh is this is if this is the last podcast and i go on another hiatus they got all three of us so all three all three, all three. Yeah. so Oh man, so it's send crazy. us some likes. Send us some likes. Because <laughs> exactly. maybe if we could get a Netflix deal, they'll let us go. Yes. Well, only then. And, that, and then and only then that's when everyone will be cool with it. 
<laughs> right, right. We we would be like pioneers mm-hmm. or crusaders. I like that more. Yes. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The crusaders. The crusaders. <laughs> Bigger feet. <laughs> A new Cinderella story. <laughs> the world was her glass slipper. But it didn't fit. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is this. I think this is the episode where I've laughed the most. This is great. Um, <laughs> um I guess going on off that. Um, have you guys considered uh, collabing with any other uh, models or editors in the community? Um, have you got? Has that ever come across, or do you guys prefer to keep you got um keep a lot of your stuff in house? We we like being a small operation. Um, anytime you get more people involved, you have more, uh, more responsibility mm-hmm. divided up. And so it's easier to keep everyone accountable when you have as few people as possible. I only fangirled once, but got rejected. So I don't King. want it anymore. It's true. She asked about <laughs> Pink Jin. No, no. Uh, Pink Go on. I, I'm thinking there's one that I asked, but I didn't have enough subscribers. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So I guess I yeah, we had, that's right. <laughs> that's not cool. That's mean. Oh, just because I have low subscribers doesn't mean anything. It, it, and it shouldn't. And it shouldn't. <laughs> like, And we live in the same state. Yeah, that's why I was excited. But what? <laughs> <laughs> that's not cool. That's not cool at all. Yeah. Like... I always, I always tell people like, especially when, like I've like when I've been asked, hey, how do I get into this? Or you know, or someone says I'm afraid to talk to you because you have so many followers and I don't. I'm like, I'm not like we're here to build each other up. This community yeah. needs to be big as it needs to be. Pun intended. Um, I yeah. really, I really like love the fact that if like for what one editor did for me. I can do for the next person. Right. Whether that be a model or editor or someone just looking to get into, you know, this wonderful fetish, like there has to be, we can't have this perceived notion that we're not going to help each other out. Cause I think that's what makes a lot of anxiousness within getting into this. And um, like you were saying earlier, Becca, with it being like the secrecy thing, like, um, mm. If you're in the community, you got to realize that that judgment is more than likely going to be a lot less like there's going to be little to no judgment because everyone here loves the aspect of size. And Mm -hmm. that's what it should be. And um, the coolest thing about it is like there's so many talented people within this fetish that have skills ranging from sound design. I have known someone who um, wants to just make an audio, a giantess audio sound like book, which would be freaking kick ass. And just overall, just all these different skills, whether you're a graphic designer, um, video editor, like videographer, like there are a lot of skills within this fetish that people don't like, like if you can do any of those things, you can contribute to the community. And I think that's one thing, that you know people miss like 
you get the chance to work with some pretty talented people and do a lot of different things. And I just find it crazy. So when you, you got so many, the models just like, no. And I'm like, but why? Like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it shouldn't matter. It should just be, you should be excited to work with someone who has the same interest as you and to really be into it. So that's really weird. But um, PSA don't ever feel like, you know, even like, don't, don't feel like you're alone in this. We're all in this together. I mean, we all want to either, you know, crush or destroy buildings or just watch it all unfold. We're all in this together. (laughs) You know what? I I think one of the funniest moments that I've had in this whole thing is like, I was on the giant city forum, right? And and I caught a couple people arguing politics on there. And like, No, but here's the thing. It was kind of a cool moment because, yes, my initial response was like, really, you're going to bring that shit in here. Right. But then but then then after I thought about it for a second, I'm like, actually, that kind of normalizes this whole thing. Until then, I thought everybody here was a total pervert. And then we're arguing (laughs) politics. It's like, no, we're all normal people. We just like we just like big girls. (laughs) Yes. So it was it was kind of a weird moment to like catch that and then just be like oh that's like normal everyday shit okay they kind of like normalized everything for me because it's really easy to feel like you're the only person who likes what you like because it because nobody talks about it and so you can only like find what you want in the shadows you know so it's it, it makes it a little bit more difficult and i could see why it would make people hesitant to go out there and explore stuff you know right but I don't know. Like, like you were talking right now, anybody there, there's all these skills that you can learn. If there's some, if there's something that you're into, like if you're an audio person, you want to hear a woman say something. If you're a visual person, if you want to see a woman do something, you know, whatever, find some, if like find something like that, that helps you make what you want happen. So at at the very least, when you go collaborate with somebody, you know what you're looking for, you know, like it, I don't, I don't want to like, sound like too preachy but like knowledge really is power and so if you know what you like and what it is that you're looking for it's going to be a lot easier to find definitely definitely and that that's that's sometimes that's really that's all it really takes if you can find that grasp onto it develop Mm. of course over time but that that's all it really takes at the end of the day you got to put in that effort and really just be able to embrace that and like i said there there are some talented people like even story writers like if you go on reddit if you go on giantess reddit there are scenarios that are put on there i'm like this would be cool if this was like visual i want to see this scenario so it's crazy like a lot of people says like oh i don't think i can contribute like no you can you you definitely can you can't really you don't sell yourself short I mean, well, uh, among a giantess, always sell yourself short because, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> but even but, but even if you don't feel that you're up to the level to contribute, do it for yourself. You know, like if, if you get up the courage or, you know, the desire to do that and to share what it is that you have, by all means do so. Yeah, you are helping the community, but do it for yourself. You know, everybody's always talking about self-care, you know, mm-hmm. care for yourself. Exactly. And. Like you were saying earlier, when you realized you were able to make this, that's, that's, I guess exactly. when I started my Instagram page this past year in April, when back in April and, you know, halfway through it, I'm like, I can make, I can do this. And I think that was just 
self-affirmation for me, like, wow, I, I made this a part of something that I have a passion for. And I think that's one of the most coolest things that anyone can realize that if they're contributing to something they like truly love or a fan of, or a fan of that's really like special. And you can't, we're all looking for a pat on the back. It's nice when you can give yourself one. Exactly. That, that is well, well said, very well said. Um, so we're going to get into some future questions. Like, so like, do you guys have an eventual end goal with doing all of this? Um, being a part-time tiny producer and being a part-time giantess, do you guys hope to go full-time one day? I want full-time. <laughs> we gotta find that we gotta find that growth rate too yeah exactly i gotta find it before the cia does um definitely an end goal i want to do it because i feel like it's um a way to become an artist in Mm -hmm. a way and that's something i've always valued like i love painting and everything and i didn't i've done like theater and then i get to act on this and i'm like oh cool i'm kind of pursuing what i wanted anyways is just in a different format that i never thought of so i really like that and i like that it can um free me up to do other things too like i can be this big woman and then um go buy myself some coffee (laughs) 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 and be like it's tanner what are you doing here My dreams, they're so big. (laughs) All the puns intended. Exactly. I mean, there's definitely some things I want to do, and I think this would help me uh, keep going towards those goals. So I want it full time. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I mean, it's it's always nice to be your own boss. Mm, Definitely. So, but I mean... The thing is that this this is like I said this is something I've been into for a really long time so I mean I, I don't see any motivation to stop you know and so I don't know I guess for end, I don't have an end goal because I've never this is the first time really in like the vast majority of my life where I've actually felt like I was doing something with it so it, it's it's almost like still on the early stages for me, even though it's something that has been in my life for a long time. So I don't know. We're still figuring it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm sorry. I just had a moment of realization. Like I'm. This is a giantess podcast, something I never would have thought was possible 10 years ago when I developed this fetish. So, bro, yeah, you know what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Any, I wouldn't have thought this was possible yesterday. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, and, like it, it, it's crazy. Um, like I feel like over the time that this fetish has grown and become what it has been it's been evolving and i think uh, i usually say this is the golden age of giantess content right now i i think well, go ahead i have a question for you actually oh go ahead so you've been having all these producers and, and models and everybody on and obviously being a fan of the the whole the whole scene yourself like how has all how have all these interviews and all these things that you've done affected 
the way that you perceive your your side of the fetish? Like, has there been any like changes or effects or like anything that you're like, oh, you know, after having this conversation, I feel like this. Oh, definitely. I the thing that's been cool for me is removing like fantasy aside, and I'm I'm glad we can talk about it openly in this kind of format, yeah. in this kind of space, but it's getting to know the people behind it. And I think for me personally, like, cause like you were saying earlier, like it, it's hard to find people who are like-minded that are into this. Mm. And for the longest time before, before, uh, before even this podcast and like making my page back in April of this year, it was kind of just crazy. And cause you, you don't think you're that, you don't think there are people who are into this fetish like you are. And right. it, it's one thing to be able to like, I guess, you know, share that with people who are not into it and just say, yeah, I have this thing that I like. And they're like, Oh, that's peculiar, but you really don't get anything beyond that. And I think ever since I formally joined the giantess community, in April and really got to talk to people and discuss it. And it's not like, Oh, I have this fetish and that's it. It's kind of like, what are things that they enjoy about it? And it, it, it's kind of evolved into that talk of, I like this and you're like, I'm not into mm -hmm. this, or they might give you a different perspective on things. Like there was one host we had, we were talking about, um, I believe it was GTS Deluxe. We were talking about how it's hard for people to really be expressive within this fetish. And he stressed the importance of there being a sense of uh, kinship in this community that is severely like underrated. I don't think we talk about that enough. And the people yeah. I've met, and interviewed so far, including both of you guys have been some of the most lovely people I've talked to. And it's been the highlight of my year. And goodness, I, I wish I could tell, like, like I said, I also close enough people know I do this. So like, um, I would love to be like, Oh yeah, I make a podcast about giantess, the giantess fetish on the side. And I have all this content I'm doing and like, what are you doing? Eh, you know, just work in school, playing playstation before i go to bed yeah mm. that that's like 25 percent of the truth <laughs> but yeah well i can tell you that it's been very interesting to say giantess in the normal tone of conversation right <laughs> not it, not it, it, it's, <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty cool like i feel yeah. like we're just having like that, and that's what this—that's what this podcast set out to be. When uh, me and Colossal Maker discussed, we were saying, "Hey, like," and I know our first episode, we tried to make it cheesy, and we leaned too much into it. And then second episode on, where we're like, "No, let's let's just have a conversation with models and editors and among ourselves about what we love about this fetish." And I think that's been the most rewarding thing about it. Um, just the amount of time that we've spoken to other people and the interviews I've done recently, um, you're just having a discussion and you're opening yourself up about it. And I think at the end of the day, it brings back this human, like we're like, we're not robotic. Like, um, we, mm. we all have this fetish. 
and that's great, but I think it's more impactful when people get to know who you are behind that fetish. And at the end of the day, yeah, we like being giant women or we like giant women, but we're also still, you know, we still have our same likes and dislikes. I like the fact that I can, you know, have some topics about certain aspects of the fetish that I might not have even known. So I guess with every episode, I come away thinking like, I never thought of it. I've never thought of an aspect that a guest can bring on. And I'm like, huh, you know what? I never thought of it that way. And it kind of just, it's evolved my understanding of the fetish into this whole new track that I never thought was possible before. And the fact that it's so normalized that we can talk about this openly and have, which is now an hour long, close to an hour long conversation about this fetish and how it really is just been a part of um, our lives and how it's changed or how's it been a part of, how's it just grown as who we are? Like, I guess in a way, I've gotten to learn how people identify with this fetish in many different ways. It's not going to be the same. And I think that's cool, especially when you're getting to know different people. That's, that's freaking awesome. I mean, the same, it's never the same. Like (laughs) there's a huge difference between like stomping and then moving your foot to one side and then stomping and moving your foot to the other side or stomping and not moving it at all. Like there's so many different things. It's, 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 really uh, so i have a lot of friends who are in the adult industry and so we've mm-hmm. talked about like triggers and stuff like that and it's so interesting that like because this is the one fetish that i've seen like you said earlier so many different layers to it right like it's it's i mean you can you can slice this pizza 150 different ways right but it's still all the same pizza Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. No, I get it. I get it. We've been day drinking, so <laughs> it's all good. I thought I was waiting for the beat to interject, but I wasn't sure if you had something to add on to that. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like that's a cool analogy. These are like your dreams, man. <laughs> but, but, but yeah no that, that's a really that's a really good way to describe it. it it's it's still the same pizza but you're dissecting it in many different ways and, <laughs> and, and you know that that's that's what's cool about it um i think it's opened up my view of this fetish more even more and having each guest on has been just like learning and hearing what they have to say about it and how they feel about it and just growing into it and it, it, it's ranged. I've had um, guests on here who've had the fetish for years and just recently gotten too creative. And then I've had models on here who are literally just learning about giantess and they're going like, I get it now and how they've evolved within it. So it's awesome to get that perspective going on and on. And then, then also um, me and, colossal maker would have topics like we talked about how we see this fetish in the media or in how how that's played a part in our lives and um things like that there's just so much to it and i think even more so um just alone 
just learning that this fetish has as many layers as it does, it's kind of crazy to me. And in a good way, it's, it's a fascinating, it's fascinating, crazy to me. So um, that's always cool. Thank you for that question. That was a really good um, question. Um, I love, I mean, yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you for that, man. Yeah. Um, um are there any changes that would also uh, going in your content, looking at how you guys have evolved? Um, are there any changes with how you guys done things in the past and um how has that evolved from then to now and how will it evolve how would you guys say will will it evolve into the future? I know um so we started without green screen. Mm-hmm. And then um, we got like a tiny green screen and then decided to get a, a for real one. And I know it would be really great to get a couple more to get like a 360 green screen look going on. So you can do different camera angles, mm-hmm. especially uh, so to spruce it up a bit would be definitely one of the things to add in. Um, what else do you think we could add in? what you thinking i mean we always like uh we always try to do at least something that challenges us with each new film so if there's um a certain request we'll try to figure out like a new camera angle or a new movement or a new way to build a, a, a prop or we, we always experiment with at least one thing in every new movie so and that because we're kind of building all these ideas because some of them we use again and some of them are just specific to the film that we're working on at the time. But every single movie that we do, we try to do at least one thing new that we haven't done before. And so, you know, with each movie that, that comes out, you're going to see more and more of those, you know, things being put into play. But I mean, as evolving, I mean, Technically, I think that we're kind of like that. That's I think where where our goal is, you yeah, know, because we kind we, of technology. Yeah, make it feel as real as possible. Right. Awesome, awesome, and that's that's always the goal at the end of the day. Just making this feel as real as possible, and hopefully one day, hopefully one day we can get closer. <laughs> Looking at UCIA, we can get closer to that. <laughs> um. And then um, a fan question, a popular one I get. It's it's a staple, but um, I'll go ahead and ask both of you guys. Um, do you think a giantess and a tiny could fall in love? I guess if they had uh, matching personalities. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> wasn't too hungry and had good eyesight yeah she would have to have 2020 vision for sure Uh Mm -hmm. he'd have to be like he'd have to have like be pretty tough like yeah have a stable job that she hadn't stomped on and he Um, can't be a complainer or a drama queen no he's like but she'd also have to be like somebody who thinks about other people also she had to be considerate yeah, but not too considerate because well, I mean, you know, yeah, what's she, the yeah. point? <laughs> exactly. And you know, had to have a good temper. You know, mm-hmm. not too mad. Not too mad, just like playful. Just mad, mad enough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, yeah, yeah, totally. 
love that answer. Most realistic answer we've gotten. I like it because that's probably the truth. I mean, if you're dealing with this little tiny dude, yeah, it it, it could probably be a burden. And yeah, yeah. realistic. A lot of patience there. Know, what if he got jealous of another giant? You know, oh, there's yeah. a lot to play in there. Yeah, jealousy could be ruthless in that situation. That could be the new bachelor. Oh, oh man, the tiny bachelor, the tiny, tiny bachelor. Bitch, I will stop him before I let you have him. If you're oh going to receive the rose tonight, you'll be stomped. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs a green white bed. I, I need that copywriting all these ideas. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Anything set on here? The Cinderella shoe that couldn't fit. That's ours. <laughs> hold on. I would love you guys. I would love to see you guys do a film like that, honestly. That'd be so fun. The prince going around and being like, I don't think that's her, but it looks like her. But yeah. it doesn't yeah. fit. She's, you know, <laughs> she's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> After midnight, things change. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And then um, another one. Um, how do you guys feel like, and I'll, I'll let you guys answer this one. Um, it's meant to be for one person, but whatever. Um, do you guys, like, with the feedback you have with the community, how do you guys feel like you interact with the community itself? Like, um, do you like, how do you guys just feel interacting with, uh, you know, other, uh, content creators or just fans in general? Like, how do you guys feel about that? How's that experience been? I think it's been good. We get more positive than negative. Um, there was one time I was pretty sassy and I think that person didn't like us, but I think the other fans saw it. And thought it was funny. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they kept asking for an extended preview, so we did a funny thing with our tripod where we extended it, and that was funny. <laughs> 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 and he was like, "You just lost a customer." I'm like, "Yeah, but I think we gained a couple there." <laughs> If you can be snarky and be like, yeah, well, you're standing your ground and other customers are like, you know what? I'm buying more content because of, yeah, that's awesome. That's kick-ass. Exactly. Like, I don't think you're going to get the video anyways. Like, it's fine. But <laughs> I think that's the only time we were really sassy. And only one time we had to let a customer go because it was just getting out of hand. I think mm -hmm. it's really important to be respectful with anyone you're talking to. And um, it's hard because it is like a client-based thing, but you, you really got to treat them like a person first, not as a product. And that's just what happened. And just stay away from that. Just keep treating each other like people and uh, just watch yourself. But honestly, most of our stuff's positive and I really appreciate that. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. And um, before we wrap up, um, you guys have any more questions for me or any questions at all or... Um, what are you going to school for? Awesome question. Um, so everyone, fun facts. Are you actually going to school? <laughs> imagine, imagine to all the Instagram peeps out there. Imagine I have been playing you and just saying, no, screw this. I'm taking a break. I'm just going to make it sound good. No, no, no. I'm, um, I'm so, so, um, in all seriousness, I, um, I'm actually going to uh, portfolio school. So basically 
Um, what I do is I'm trying to be a branding designer for specific brands. So, so like kind of like advertising, but on the fun design side of it. So, um, basically what I want to do is I want to be the person who's making those cool ads you see on either social media or a quick 10 minute gift may see on like Instagram or Facebook, um, just creating okay. the, the elements behind some of the branding and really getting to the language of about, about how you get, you know, customers to engage with the brand. And my job would be, how can I use my graphic design skills to, uh, bring someone in? So it's a lot of learning about what your audience is, what, um, what grabs them, um, learned. I've, it, it's, it's a lot. I don't want to, or anyone with advertising speak, but, um, it's pretty cool though. I didn't know that was a, I didn't hear about portfolio ever. Yeah. So like, like a study. Yeah. It, it's, um, so it's different. It's not quite like, um, cause they try not to avoid it. Like they say, yeah, the, the school is in our name, but it's not like it's a school. So the instructors are all people who either work within the industry there are no like regular teachers. These are all people who are dedicating their time outside of their real job to advise. So in that, in that way, it feels like I'm working for a uh, art director or a, a brand uh, CEO just saying, Hey, this is what I want to do for your brand. This is how I would present it. And this is how I think we can engage your customers. That's, that's, that's cool. That's just short version of it. Long version is very long. But if any of you guys want to know, you can always DM me at Jack Respect on Instagram. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah cool. so but yeah, so yeah, that's that that's basically what I do for school. It's a lot. So um, so yeah, when I took that hiatus, it was like um, it was a lot because um, I was doing this rebrand. I'm not gonna get into, but basically, I was in the middle of rebranding Red Robin, and I was losing my mind because I'm like, I love Here Red Robin. It, it's, Instead it's of so, mm, what is it, it? It, it? It's so good, Red Robin. Yum! It, I, I've heard that so many times, but you know, like it, they're they're still here. I don't I think I don't think they use that in their commercials anymore, which is crazy. And they've also lost a lot. Okay, let me stop. I'm going to start getting analytical. But basically, I'm saying we need to transition. I was pitching that they need to transition into being more of like a place where you can still eat in, but have more of a drive through aspect so people can eat this high quality food, but on the go since a lot of people order in and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that's just the pitch I made. So again, gonna not let my advertising brain get all over this, but that's pretty much what I go to school for. So <laughs> thank you for asking that question. Now I have a question for you. Don't so worry. that's super interesting. How has that, how has what you're going to school for been something that has like integrated with your, with your fetish? Oh, you need a lot of that skill. Definitely. So like I've learned a lot of minor detail, um, detail while doing this, um, in this, because, um, prior to going to portfolio school, I have gotten my associates in graphic design and I get my bachelor's in, uh, advertising art direction. So, nice. so I think a lot of how, what I try to do is, uh, as a creative first, it's the details I need to figure out to really nail 
what what someone's looking for in their content and especially mm -hmm. um not only in photo edits but in video edits like i've started developing a palette like what sound effects am i going to use how mm -hmm. am i going to make this sound good like it's going beyond visual so it's sometimes a lot of analyzing when to use those moments and when to be situational so i think awesome. like when advertising you want to know when you're going to need to do something and right. what's going to grab your audience or your consumer so applying that to the fetish when i'm making content and uh and when i'm looking for content i want to find elements that grab me and make me feel immersed in it what makes it feel real exactly if emergence emergent is everything so yeah. if you're able to do that you're going to be able to grab people who like content like you've got to do it from the aspect of a tiny and a giantess now as a tiny that's the only perspective i'm going to have but you're the only perspective i want brother exactly <laughs> amen amen so it's always just being able to get in that um mode and really just sit back and i tell people yeah making a 30 minute edit is uh not as easy as you think it takes a little right. bit of time and that's why i'm saying like oh i, I do want to make you know longer long form films one day that's a goal but i'm saying like i get a 30 second clip and I tell people, oh, when are you going to have this ready? I'm like, I I work, I work, I go to class, and I I have to do, the, I still manage my page. So, yeah, it takes time to be able to sit and edit a video. So um, I always try to be analytical when it comes to my edits and just being able to provide people with the content, not only that they want to see, but what I want to see and how I can make it better. So that's how um, I would apply what I've learned over the years and you know this fetish and all it's pretty cool details. yep all, all about, about the details. details um so yeah good question good question anything else you guys have um my favorite thing about being a giant is i grew up where you held the camera up really high to make yourself look skinny and whatever mm -hmm. and learning to hold the camera at the floor has been so liberating <laughs> <laughs> It's like damn, I'm a god. Mm. <laughs> the I wish more pool. women knew <laughs> the power. Yeah, it's just nice. It's like it doesn't. I mean, I can see it's unflattering, but on whose perspective at this point? It's like no, I can see that. Like my ass looks huge right now. Like bomb. Instead of it like, <laughs> oh, is my neck have a second chin? Like no, that's fine. Bring it in. Like people like that. Like, I just love it. I love it so much. It's helped uh, definitely appreciate yourself, lowering it down. So that's my favorite part. Awesome. <laughs> okay, then. Well, seeing as we're an hour and 10 minutes in, I guess this is a good time to have a stopping point. Um, so before we all go and I yeah, do my sign off, where can everyone <laughs> find your content? Put all those <laughs> handles down. I know that we can go to the um, my links and it's good, but I like to have people, you know, articulate where they can be found. So where can everyone find the content? Most of it's Reckon Becca. Yeah, like uh, Twitter is at Reckon Becca. I believe YouTube is also. Yeah, YouTube is Reckon Becca. Instagram is at Reckon Becca. Um, the 
website where you can order the films is um, lookitupfilms.square.site, S-I-T-E. Uh, that's kind of a weird one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's lookingupfilms.square.site. There's no www at the beginning of that. Um, email is lookingupfilms at gmail.com. OnlyFans is Reckon Becca. And I'm selling some stinky shoes on Poshmark. <laughs> at Reckon Becca. At Reckon Becca. I'm selling them so I can buy new shoes. Please buy my stinky shoes. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. 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 Alrighty then. Well, probably one of my favorite episodes of the season. So if you guys Thanks. ever want to come yeah, back. This is my favorite one. I'll probably listen to this. This is my, my absolute favorite one so far. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say. Like, I wish I had an ego so I could listen to it more. Right. You know? Like, we should find a time machine so we can go back in time and listen to ourselves doing this episode. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys ever want to come back on a podcast, I'm still figuring out season two. And if you guys want to focus on a specific topic, um, I'll reach out. But if you guys ever want to come back onto the podcast, you guys are always welcome. The invitation's always there. And the door is always open. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, so thank you guys for being on. And uh, with can that I, um, being said. Can I um, show you a Midwestern goodbye? Yes, we can do that. Usually, so usually, so usually what I do is I set it up. We all say goodbye. I have the outro paying in the background, but we can get a little creative with this. So, okay. um, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and do my usual spiel. Um, if you guys need to find me and this is episode eight, so you guys should know already, but if you need anything, primarily I am Jack the spec on IG. And if you need anything else in case IG gets aggro, you can go to the Twitter, which is at the same handle. And if you need to, Email from me for any business that would be jackdespec15 at gmail.com. So for myself and my lovely guests, we will bid you adieu. Adieu. And will we see you guys on and the next episode? Oh, yes. Goodbye. A features thing. Um, so those crock pots, you notice how they're different from the air fryers, right? Right. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah, have you seen the weather? It's been <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I just I just don't understand these kids these days. They're getting wild. <laughs> They're getting wild. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had a Midwestern goodbye? It's been a while. <laughs> it's where uh, you say goodbye, but 10 minutes later, that's when you hang up. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, everyone. Uh, I just don't believe in recycling anymore. Do you? I just don't get it. Like I China's just... not buying it. What's the point? <laughs> yes. I'm over here, like I'm putting it in here, but you're throwing it away. I I don't know. I don't know if it's a point. I love yeah. conservation, but <laughs> <laughs> I always think that. Me too. Oh man. <laughs> I just think there should be more glass bottles, but uh, <laughs> life's just not fair. If uh, if your salad doesn't have mayonnaise in it, is it really a salad? You know what I'm saying? So, 
I don't need that life crisis on my head. Okay, right we now. gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, gas prices. Anyways, uh, it was lovely. <laughs> so glad to have you guys on. And that, with that being said, <laughs> um, I'm Jack the Speck. This has been Sizing Up, and we'll see you guys on next week's episode. Peace.